honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Podbean, Stitcher, Double Twist, and then 9 billion others, I'm sure. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. It's time to talk some Timberwolves basketball. Another really nice week, a historic week, in a sense as well, for a certain individual star on the Timberwolves, per se. If you'd like to call him that, yeah, I think I think it's okay to call him that. The Wolves have a three out of four week, losing to Orlando and winning the next three against Miami, San Antonio, and Los Angeles. <laughs> And a little trolling action after that, but uh, or at least during the Laker game. But yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. We got three games to pre uh, review, three games to preview. Milwaukee, Dallas, Phoenix next week. That'll be pretty cool. Yep, and then we play Dallas again the next week. Dallas, Boston, Toronto, and so on, so forth, and all that good stuff. So three games a week coming up after this, which is totally fine with me. You know, maybe make things a tiny bit lighter. Four games is a lot, but. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to keep up with. I like certainly like watching them. That's for sure. Except for the Orlando game, down the stretch, Wolves just weren't and unable. Uh, they just weren't able to execute. And Orlando was hitting the shots that they needed to. That's kind of how this game turned out in a lot of ways. Jaden McDaniels unfortunately again now with a high ankle sprain late in the Spurs game after a certain somebody hit a very large round number on the court there. Very very round. Uh, very large round number and very exciting. Again, we'll get back to that. I think everybody knows what it is. At least I would hope, you know, unless you don't watch the Timberwolves at all and you're just casually turning this podcast on for the hell of it. <sighs> Statistically, not a very fun night for Minnesota. I don't know, like, Anthony Edwards had 25 points, which is good. Seems like his star has faded a bit the last month, and Carl certainly is shining brighter. But that's okay. It's going to be kind of a back-and-forth thing. Uh, there's going to be a, a stretch where Anthony Edwards just absolutely takes off. It, it's going to happen, particularly in the next couple of years, where the guy just might end up being the best player on the team. But not today, not right now. Carl Anthony Towns rules the roost of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, again, I keep joking about that we have the meats deal. Like, the Wolves didn't even shoot well. 33% from downtown, 15 of 45. Yet, they easily clinched that we have the meats. So, <laughs> I, I mean, the good part is, again, it draws people to Arby's. That's the good part. So, I suppose that's what Arby's wants. But then you got people like me who usually get it after work, which is a, which is a bad, which is a sin, basically, in terms of, like, if you want to be healthy <laughs> to eat late at night. But I'll get a just a single beef and cheddar sandwich at times, um, yeah, either for the next day or right there on the spot, you know, <laughs> and then and then order maybe just a tiny tiny thing other than that. So Arby's is not coming ahead in that deal, um, so they might want to up that uh, minimum requirement of twelve threes to have that happen, <laughs> unless of course they're doing really well because of the deal. So, which I'm sure they are a bit. It brings positive attention. Like, oh, they talked about Arby's. Let's go to Arby's. Okay, enough about Arby's. Anthony Edwards was thinking Arby's. He made uh, 4 of 11. That'd be funny if one of the players, I'm sure they've done it before. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if they went and got a free sandwich. <laughs> they probably have. 
just wasn't a nice, wasn't an overall good night. wasn't fun. The Wolves didn't shoot all that great. Like, from the floor, 45.5%. It's okay. It's not that bad. It was just kind of a mad night. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns got into foul trouble. And then, you know, only got about, you know, 34 minutes on the floor. We could have used him. He didn't shoot particularly well either. This was definitely not the uh, big night for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, it's just, I don't know, D'Angelo Russell didn't shoot well. It was just kind of meh, you know? It was just kind of meh. Malik Beasley, 3 of 10. Jaden McDaniels probably should have played more, but funny, with with his incredible efficiency on the court, 6 of 9 from the floor, he winds up with a minus 16 go figure and 3 blocks. So, I don't know. Strange, strange game. Uh, Jalen Noel was absolutely fantastic. And this drew the ire of Chris Finch towards himself. Like, dude, you need to improve. He basically was telling himself that. Jalen Noel was insanely efficient. In fact, he was perfect from the floor in 12 and a half minutes. And the Wolves didn't exactly lose by a whole lot in this game. D'Angelo Russell was just meh. I mean, I keep using that term. I won't be using it very much the rest of the show. Don't worry. It's just this game. Just like the weird uh, Orlando jerseys. I don't know if they're going for orange juice or what the heck that look is. But it, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, it's workable. Or the sun, I guess. It's just different. I don't know. Orange? Orlando? Orange? We always think of the magic as blue, like the Timberwolves a little bit. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, expansion twin. Don't worry, we'll have a much more interesting uniform to talk about the next night here coming up. Um, but yeah, D'Angelo Russell was just mad. He played 40 freaking minutes. So this is, I think, where Mr. Chris Finch was like, what, did I, what was I thinking about? What the hell was I doing? Uh, Pat, Pat Beverly only had four minutes with the injury situation again. He wound up with nine points in that short stretch because he made three or four from downtown. Pretty cool. But um, you can just kind of put two and two together with Jalen Noel versus D'Angelo Russell. Not only was Chris Finch mad at himself, but he's like, yeah, why did I leave Russell in so long? He wasn't even doing anything. And then Noel was fantastic. So, And how do you know Joey, your host, Joey Wyden, is a big fan of Jalen Noel. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, just like I'm a fan of Lull, Loyola Chicago. Hope they go on a run again. I certainly have them winning their first match versus Ohio State. Slight upset there, 7 versus 10. Not uh, Nothing like the Kentucky upset or anything, though. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky's already out. That's funny. March Madness is back. Get, get on your Vigit app, that's for sure. Vigit app, good time for that kind of thing. And, of course, Yahoo Sports or ESPN or whatever the heck. I don't like the way ESPN does it, so I kind of go with uh, Yahoo Sports. That was actually a lot of fun. It took, like, it, it, it took me, like, two minutes, basically, to fill it out. Because it's not like I'm Mr. Like, I know everything and I do all this research and such. I just... Go with gut feeling, you know, that's how that goes. Uh, go <laughs> go Villanova. A lot of you know I like uh, Villanova, the Wildcats of Villanova. The 90,000th 90, the 90, basketball team with the name Wildcats, I suppose. Just like Kentucky. Ugh. I'm glad they're out now. It's time for other teams like Gonzaga to go away. Though some of you may disagree. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not a fan. Let's see. Will, uh, yeah, will Mike Krzyzewski have a nice exit to his career with a championship or a final four appearance. We'll find out. Uh, I'm off topic. I apologize. I'm kind of zoned out again. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and that's what this game was. It was disappointing. Just ah, let's let's get off of it, shall we? Let's flush this one out, right? <laughs> I'm making fun of Kevin Fall nice Minnesota Wild uh, Radio. So it kind of went the opposite of what some people would expect, but historically, this is exactly what happens. Not all the time, but sometimes. Or we get swept. Or we get swept, uh, because I don't, we almost never win in Orlando, and we almost never win in Miami, that kind of thing. But if we're going to beat one of the two, it seems to be the Heat, for some reason. 
Uh, certainly not during the Alonzo morning era until the end when he was just completely like washed up or he was injured or whatever the heck his problem was. Uh, Tyler Hero shot the lights out with his hero ball approach. And yeah, there was no Jimmy Butler. So again, taking advantage of a team that's shorthanded. Jalen Noel played significantly more minutes, about twice as many, almost. He certainly didn't shoot as well, but he still won up with 16 points from the floor. Just kind of an offensive guy. You know, he's the Vinnie Johnson of the Timberwolves. He's the Vinnie Johnson, like a third guard who can score off the bench. VJ, Vinnie Johnson. Okay, you get the point. Nas Reed, Mr. I Never Rebound the Ball, got 10 rebounds in 24 minutes. How about that? And <laughs> up with three, three steals, two blocks. It was a fun night. I enjoyed this game. And those uniforms are awesome. Absolutely awesome. And yes, I enjoyed the heck out of this game. I couldn't get my eyes off the screen, partially because of the heat uniforms, but also it's like, you know, I think we're going to win this game. The first half didn't look so good. It was extremely frustrating. Like, okay, maybe we're not going to win the game. But third quarter, things just started to change. Wolves started to kind of ease back into the game. And then your buddy Torian Prince, the prince in the palace, was in the palace again, hitting a clutch three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game up heading into the fourth quarter, which was a nice momentum maker. Uh, It created momentum going into the fourth. Pardon my idiotic uh, verbiage there poor execution, so maybe I was stuck in Orlando for a minute there. I couldn't execute down the stretch. Speaking of not executing down the stretch, D'Angelo Russell, 3 of 13. What's going on, man? Come on. Come on now. Be the D'Angelo Russell we love, not the one that's disappointing to watch at times. The one that can't shoot all of a sudden again. Like earlier in the year, a career ho and career low, pardon me, in field goal percentage, career low in three-point percentage, and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, he was like, well, of course he's the MVP of the Timberwolves. Are you crazy? You know, it was kind of like that. He was like Chauncey Billups on super steroids for a while there. And it was a lot of fun to watch. D'Angelo, to be fair, did have nine assists, but the five turnovers negate <laughs> something there. That's for damn sure. Negate five of those assists in a lot of ways. You assisted the other team, kind of, sort of. Carl, not that special either, four of nine, but it didn't really matter. It was kind of the bench that really stepped up in this one. Nas Reed with 11, Torian with 11, Jalen Noel with 16. It was kind of a pit of everybody. It was like a committee, wasn't it, though? I mean, Anthony Edwards only 4 of 10, but he won up with 15 points. Jaden McDaniel starting in the game because no Jared Vanderbilt with the sore quad. So he's been kind of in and out with the quad situation. That's why he hasn't been rebounding the ball as well. It does help to have healthy quads when it comes to positioning and stuff, trying to get those rebounds. There is something to be said with that conversation. No doubt about that. Um... Hmm. I don't know. Uh, it was a fun night, though. Nice to see how the Wolves executed down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Were able to get the job done. Again, the stats weren't all that good. It was kind of actually even worse from the floor, 42%. Three percentage was just about the same, and we made 15 threes again. So we have the meats and stuff. I'm glad we have the meats. <laughs> it's fun. I don't get them all that often, though. Maybe once a week, even though we get them every game nowadays. No, whenever we don't, we probably got our butts handed to us. Like, only, only 10 threes? What happened? We like 10 of 50 or some crap. But I'm happy that uh, Chris Finch brought Jalen Noel in there, and he mentioned it after the game, actually, that he was ticked off at himself for not putting, or not having Jalen Noel in there more versus Orlando. But, uh, yeah, it was just a nice, solid team effort type of game. There was nobody that really stood out in a huge way other than, again, Jalen Noel actually led the club in scoring. And, you know, Nas Reed was just absolutely fantastic in the game, I thought. It wasn't, uh, his shooting wasn't all that great, but again, he did a lot of the uh, the little big things, you know, <laughs> little and big things. 
Uh, Anthony Edwards forcing some turnovers and setting other players up with five assists in the game as well. An overall fun night. Malik Beasley, only three-point attempts, only threes. It's getting funny. Malik Beasley is pretty much spot-up threes from him. Uh, uh, corner threes and some of those kind of right on the arc there. Um, four of nine, period. Not four of nine from this and six of uh, six of something from that. No, nope, no, nope, four of nine overall from the floor, period, from three and from the floor at the same time. So, cool. Uh, Beasley's definitely found his role shooting three-pointers. That's all I can say about that. Let's move on to another game that uh, put a little bit of history here. Yes, a couple Timberwolves have reached the 50-point mark. Guys that you wouldn't expect necessarily, Derek Rose and Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, okay. What about uh, what about Kevin Garnett? No, Kevin Garnett never had 50 for the Wolves. Yeah, well, he had he had 40 a few times against the Sacramento Kings, and that was fun and all that. But uh, Garnett just wasn't that crazy of an offensive player, I suppose. You didn't have a crazy offensive night. Like whenever Garnett got 40, it was an unbelievably big deal, and it was extre- you know extremely rare, obviously. And then you have games like this: 149, 139. Now the 139 is annoying. Like really. They had 139 points. What are you guys doing out there? Come on, 139? And even uh, Chris Finch brought that up as well. That's crazy. We could have lost a game like that, but we didn't because Carl Anthony Towns was out of his mind. Absolutely out of his mind. It's just funny that two San Antonio Spurs won up a 30-plus in the game. What the hell? DeJounte Murray with 30. He also had his 12 assists. He's a nice player. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind him on the Wolves at some point sometime. Oh, and I was kicking myself so hard. This is Monday. So it's like the, uh, well, in the fantasy world, it's the second day of the new week. Actually, it's the first. It, it is the first of the new week in the fantasy world. So like, because it goes Monday through Sunday, right? I forgot to put, I, or was it a roster change I made? And I forgot to set in the auto, like auto start, where you get guys to move into the starting role when they're when they're playing, right? And Patrick Beverly was on the bench. Crap. Good thing it wasn't Carl that he tells. He wasn't on my team. I did have Jason Tatum last year in his 60-point game. He's the last guy to score 60 in the NBA was last season. Jason Tatum, and he was on my roster during my miracle my miracle team. And it was around this time of year last year, if I remember correctly, during my miracle run from the, the basement to the championship. It was unbelievable. Literally the bottom. Still don't know how that happened, but thank God it did. Uh, but Pat Beverly, absolutely spectacular game <laughs> and all that. And he was on the bench. Carl Anthony Towns, though, he just kept driving, dribble drive, dribble drive, dribble drive, and then, you know, and then shooting threes when given the opportunity time and time again. He wound up with 7 of 11 from downtown, did Carl. But uh, they could do almost nothing against Carl as he's driving to the basket, either fouling him or Carl just going under the, beneath the basket. Uh, baby hook this. <laughs> wrap around that, up and under this, uh, and won that. I mean, 15 of 16 from the free throw line, 17 rebounds. I love that stat very much. The 17 rebounds just makes me smile because there you go. Um, as a team, the Wolves are, de- are decent rebounding, but like they're they're not top-heavy with the rebounding. Only like nine and nine, 9.9 a game for Carl. He should be better than that. So it's kind of weird. Carl, you think of him as a 12-plus rebounded guy, uh, rebounded game guy. Well, games like this will help him get back where he needs to be when it comes to that. Is he back up to 10? He's not. Come on, man. He's still at 9.9. Jeez. And, you know, Vanderbilt early in the season didn't play as much as he did later. That kind of thing when he started getting his 13s. And now, obviously, the injury has definitely slowed 
uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Hopefully he can be healthier as we head into the postseason because we're going to need him. <laughs> we're going to need him, obviously, but his minutes have been limited and he's been, you know, he's not been strong. When you have quad injuries, you're just, your, your movement's not going to be the same. Jalen Noel, 15 points off the bench, six rebounds. But again, Colonel Three Towns, the first, well, when it comes to the center position and really any NBA player, only the third player in the history of the NBA to have 60 points. That's right, I said 60, and most of you know that already. But just in case you're casually listening and missed this last week for the heck of it, like, I need to get caught up. I missed everything. And Turbo's explosion is my source of information. Well, I appreciate that. God bless you. 60 points, 17 rebounds, like I said, right? But he's the first, or excuse me, he's the third player in NBA history to accomplish 60 points and 15 rebounds in a game. The other two are Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, the guy that some people would call the greatest of all time. And you're not going to get a whole lot of argument in terms of, I think Michael Jordan's the GOAT, but Wilt is right up there. You know, guys like that, Will, Magic, LeBron, that's kind of a small group, man. You know, I mean, uh, Oscar, whatever the heck you want to go with. Um, Allen Iverson, no, 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 that's like a cult following that would go with that one. No, <laughs> okay, back to where I need to be. Um, the other guy was Shaquille O'Neal, obviously a very historic NBA player as well. Both of them won championships. Uh, ironically, with the Lakers, if I remember correctly, with Will, I believe he was on the 69 club because that was later in his career. He was with a fantastic, or he was with Philadelphia when his numbers were better, when he was absolutely insane. Will Chamberlain's a guy who could just go for 50 every single night. In fact, he averaged 50 points a game one season. Yeah, he was a freaking ball hog, but nobody could stop him. So, hell with it. Just like Carl might have looked like a ball hog a little bit, but nobody could stop him. And a lot of guys, guys did get uh, plenty of shot attempts. Torian Prince got nine attempts, and he played extremely well. Jalen Noel, eight attempts, extremely well. Six of nine, or six of eight from Jalen. Five of nine from uh, Torian Prince. Even Nathan Knight, three of seven in the game, which is pretty cool. Torian Prince somehow got a ton of fouls. And imagine if Carl Anthony Towns didn't get five fouls in the game. Or imagine if he somehow fouled out. Oh, that would have sucked. And he might have wound up with, you know, less. Um, obviously, I had to get caught up with the game. So I didn't see the whole thing live. I saw the the fourth quarter, most of the fourth quarter live. Um, he had the 32-point third quarter did Carl. I didn't see the whole fourth quarter live, but a big chunk of it. Um, I first pop up the box score, the live box score, and it said Carl Anthony Towns 56 points. I'm like, well, that's a team record already. Oh my God, let's turn this on. Obviously, I was going to anyway, but like on the way home, you know, that kind of thing. Don't tell anybody, right? Don't, don't tell anybody uh, on the way home. Yeah, with it sitting in the where the speedometer is and all that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Luckily, most of it, though, I wasn't actually driving. So, okay, so it's not that, so it's not really illegal in that sense. Um, I was having a snack, a light snack, sort of light. <laughs> Carl got his last two, but he got like 57. I think that's when he missed one of his free throws. Like, he missed the only free throw in the whole game. But put him at 57, and then he hit one, one more three to make himself 7 of 11 for 60 points. And then he blew a kiss, which was unbelievable. Um... First, Timber, first Timberwolf ever to get to 60. Third NBA player in history to get 60 and 15 in a game. 15 in the rebound category, of course. And, my goodness, um, first player since Jason Tatum last March, I believe. So, literally like a calendar year ago. Absolutely beautiful. And the Wolves are definitely a team on the rise. Uh, this Spurs team scored 139 points. 
So, obviously, there's some talent there. They can shoot the ball. It's completely different from what the Spurs used to be. Kind of a defensive, chippy kind of a team. You know, Duncan, guys like that. But even in the later half of Duncan's career, the team went from the defensive, chippy team, which is what they were when they won their first uh, four championships, to when they got their fifth, the offense exploded with the club. The defense wasn't quite the same. Uh, obviously, Greg Popovich adjusted uh, his team style to fit into what works in today's game, this and that. Not that the chibi style doesn't work, but it wasn't as effective as it used to be. Plus, he didn't have the personnel for it anyway. So, it's a combination of things there, of course. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, even got 22 off the bench. Pretty cool. Um, late in the game, though, when the Wolves had probably won, it's just that the Spurs kept scoring. So, it's like, that's why guys stayed in. That's why Carl stayed in far enough to get to the 60. But then, uh, Jade McDaniels was getting a rebound and, or was he going up for a layup, actually, part of me, he was going up for a play, and he landed on Zach Collins' foot for a high ankle sprain, so, and they're saying that could linger into mid-April, which would be just in time for the postseason, just like a certain other guy in Northern California who's going to be out until mid-April with a mid-foot injury, so it's kind of similar, foot, high ankle, well, you know, down there, yeah, either way, it sucks, and they're both out for approximately a month, so, crap. That sucks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to miss Steph Curry, but of course he'll be back for the postseason. Woohoo. Hopefully they get crushed in the first round by Minnesota or somebody else. Some, whatever the situation is. They'll be playing the 16 team. Who would be Denver? Yeah. Denver. Mm, I don't know about Denver versus Golden State, but actually they're not that far behind them. So who knows? Denver's at 600 and the Wolves are the next team after that. If things were like they were in the old days, Minnesota would be playing Memphis, which is a very, very interesting matchup for Minnesota because we played very, very well against the Memphis Grizzlies this year. I think Wayne Hunt would admit that, of course, uh, but I do believe he, I do believe he's pretty confident that they could beat us. They're a good team, and it's you know it's not it's not an insult to say the Memphis Grizzlies are better than the Timberwolves. It's just cool to see the Wolves are what only about seven and a half games behind Memphis. So that's how good the Wolves are this year. Definitely a different club than we have been in the past. 41-30 and 30 after we embarrassed the Los Angeles Lakers next game. But uh, Carl Anthony Towns, thank you very much for a very, very, very memorable night. And it's nice to know that it's a franchise-caliber player getting uh, back up there, leading the franchise with the greatest game in Timberwolves history again. Rather than, no offense to all you Derrick Rose fans, I'm sorry, no. No, <laughs> he's not a franchise player. He, was, he used to be with Chicago, but he wasn't anymore. Uh, Corey Brewer... Loved him, with, uh, loved him, loved his uh, ability to, you know, run the court. He ran the floor as well as anybody. You know, he would force turnovers and run the floor, blah, blah, blah. And he'd get hot sometimes from downtown, but generally he wasn't that good of a shooter. 52 points for, like, the Corey Brewers and, and the Derrick Roses of the world? Come on, man. <laughs> God bless Derrick Rose. God bless Derrick Rose. But I'd rather it's a Garnett. I'd rather it's a Carl Anthony Towns, a Kevin Love, or an Anthony Edwards as an all-time, uh, having the greatest game in team history. I'm sorry, I just prefer that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe I'm a purist that way. March 16th, just in time for, uh, well, the day before St. Patrick's Day, and hope everybody had a good St. Patrick's Day, and remember the real meaning of it, which is, you know, it's a little bit better than just drinking, I suppose. I would hope so. There's usually a better meaning behind things. It's more of a, honestly, it's more of a Christian holiday, but, of course, yeah, people gotta cover that part up and turn it into something else. Just like every other holiday out there, which is sad. Um, 
Well, <laughs> when you watch the highlights of the game, at the very least, they made sure that we that we saw a couple uh, a good play or two by LeBron James. But other than that, Mrs. Lincoln housed the play in Los Angeles. It wasn't it wasn't a good night for the L.A. Lakers at all. I didn't think it'd be this bad, but Phil Mackey on Score North did it again. Ray made a prediction that the Wolves would lead by 20 in this game. He's like, they're going to crush this this Lakers club. I, I try not to be too hard on them, though I did make fun of them a bit last week. Not in a not necessarily in an insulting way, but in like I'm an irritated that you're not better kind of way. Like people like Anthony, you know, whatever his name is, that guy, that AD guy that never plays anymore. He's always got something. Like I was saying, a hangnail, he's out for a week. You know, uh, this and that. Up, oh, he stubbed his toe. We'll see him in about a month. Oh, crap. He uh, got up this morning and he burned his tongue with coffee. You know, uh, he's out for... he He's a game-time decision. Game-time decision. He burned his tongue a little bit. The coffee was a little bit too hot. So, oh, and it's load management the next game because uh, they played three days ago. So it's load management. He can't play. Sorry. Can't do it. Oh, and the next time, the, the headband was a little too tight. So, yeah, headband was a little too tight. It, it like, messed up his circulation a little bit up there. And, yeah, he's going to be out for two games, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, uh, he'll be, uh, we'll reevaluate him in um, 70, okay, we'll make it longer than two games. Like, 70, 72 hours, we'll reevaluate him. See, I, I just get sick and tired of that crap. It's just play the freaking game once in a while. I understand guys are hurt. If they're actually hurt, yes. But I think injuries are getting prolonged way too much in this league. Way too much. It's everything. And especially certain players that just they just don't play. And woohoo, that's great, dude. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, another really nice night. 30 points, but sloppy. Very, very sloppy game. And what's his name? Uh, Chris Finch. Yeah, what's his name? I apologize. The outstanding Chris Finch. Made sure to imagine that. We were very sloppy, very careless with the ball. Uh, 16 turnovers, and they were pretty ugly. Again, six for Carl. What are you doing, man? But 13 of 13 from the Lions. I just absolutely love that kind of thing. I mean, you look at the efficiency. What was that sound? That was the weirdest sound. It sounded like a ghost or something. Um, wow, that was creepy. 13 of the... I'm getting scared. 13 of 13 from the free throw line. 8 of 15 from the floor overall. Only 26 minutes and 30 points. I mean, again, but the six turnovers were irritating. Uh, McLaughlin even had multiple turnovers, which is extremely rare. 50-50 there for McLaughlin. He's one of the greatest in the league about protecting the ball. Not in this game. It's just a sloppy night. Uh, Jalen Noel was solid. Didn't shoot well, but he was solid. Generally speaking, he made what he needed to. Leak Beasley back to the bench. Patrick Beverly, another great game. D'Angelo Russell sucked this week. Oh, yeah, that's a weird... Yeah, there he is. There's... The biggest, loudest German Shepherd ever. Even louder than the old neighbor dog way back in the 80s and early 90s. D'Angelo Russell stuck this week, though. 2 of 11. Ooh, yuck. He did get 6 assists, though. And he was the second best plus minus on the team. Which tells you nothing. What the hell? I guess he was on the floor when the team was playing well. But he wasn't really helping. He was just there. That kind of thing. Nathan Knight at 5 fouls in 13 and a half minutes. That's kind of funny. <laughs> did have eight rebounds, though. That's cool. You know, the garbage time. Uh, of course, Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly. That's been a story, and obviously we saw it. Um, generally speaking, though, with uh, Mr. <laughs> a guy I ripped about the whole idea of bringing him to L.A. in the first place. Told you so. Told you so. I mean, told you so. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but seriously. Did I not warn? Did I not 
sound the alarm when Russell Westbrook was traded to the LA Lakers? Did I not sound the alarm? This is a huge mistake. It was. It was a huge mistake. And he's not the only reason they suck this year. And yes, it's safe to say they suck this year. They're not supposed to be this bad. They're not supposed to lose 40 games. Um, Dwight Howard is the starting center. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I would have been okay about 15 years ago. Okay, I'm kidding. Um, kind of kidding. Russell Westbrook, though, um, they didn't even guard him on Beyond the Arc. Again, one of four from downtown. And he's never been good from Beyond the Arc, really. Occasionally he'll be good. He was good sometimes in his younger days. Occasionally. He was never that good of a shooter. His other, his main strengths were he can rebound, he can set other players up, and then just explode to the basket because of his incredible speed, his incredible quickness and explosiveness to the rim. Um, Russell Westbrook, good, good defensive player too most of the time. Um, but never really a huge threat from downtown. O- occasionally uh, on a momentum shot. Yes, you know, those catch-and-shoot threes and those big momentum plays, this and that. It's a big moment. Maybe he'll hit them, and then he'll, he would blow out his six shooters, basically, like he used to do. Um, but they just left him open for a corner three, wide open, and he airballed it. And Carl <clears throat> Anthony Towns was, like, looking for, where, where's the breeze in here? Huh? Where's the breeze coming from? So which is obviously trolling Russell Westbrook in a big way. And Patrick Beverly also was, again, uh, mocking him and all that. Uh, Russell Westbrook, after the game, said... Those guys haven't done enough uh, to talk trash, really, for, for me to really be annoyed with them for talking trash. That's basically what he said. Um, like, I don't care. You guys haven't done bleep, basically. Kind of the Dennis Rodman approach I would I would go with there. Fun night for the Wolves. Nice overall performance. Nice as the Anthony Edwards getting his 27 and all that. Uh, dribbled a little too much in one of his threes, but did shoot 6 of 11 from downtown. He only made two two-pointers in the game on 21 total attempts. Two. That's crappy. So that means he was two of ten from in front of the arc. Six of eleven from beyond. Again, on one of his three points made, though, I mean, he dribbled the ball about 50 times before he put up the shot. That's really low percentage. I mean, you know, so I wasn't too happy about that. I'm glad it went in. But that's kind of, like, crappy. I don't know. I didn't like that very much. So it's one of those games where, again, the Wolves played really well and we made fun of Russell Westbrook, and we were kind of mocking the situation. LeBron had a couple of really nice plays in the game because it's LeBron James. He's, you know, a top three player all time. I would have to say top three, top two, easily. Um, um, But generally speaking, it was kind of a sloppy game. Uh, Taunting players isn't always that great either. I don't know. Let's not lower ourselves to that level. I don't want to be like Curry, you know, with his, you know, his, his... shenanigans every time he makes a three. You know, I, I hate that crap. At least, uh, he's cut down on it a little bit, but still, he still does it, which is annoying. Um, but overall, I'm glad the Wolves came out of this one with a pretty easy victory. Again, 11 games above 500. Still stuck in the seventh seed, but only a game and a half behind the Denver Nuggets. The Lone Wolf Award for this show. Damn, this is a long segment, but a lot to talk about. Carl Anthony Downs with a bullet. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. D'Angelo Russell with the bullet. He stunk this week. Uh, but it's okay. It was okay for him to stink, I guess. But we could have used his help against Orlando. Uh, D'Angelo Russell versus Jalen Noel was the difference. And that's why Chris Finch was pissed off at himself a little bit there. So D'Angelo Russell, yeah. I well-deserved Johnny Flynn Memorial. With that, let's take a quick break and move on quickly here.
And we are back here on Timber Wolves Explosione. Three games to preview, like I said earlier. First game coming up here is the Bucks. The Schmucks or the Bucks? No, they're the Bucks. They're good. 44-26. They're the defending world champions, of course. Central Division leaders at the moment. Jared Vanderbilt with the quad. Milwaukee with no injuries. So good for them. It's about time, right? <laughs> Bucks 4-1 and one in their last five. Playing a bit better. They'd struggled for a minute there. But they're getting back into possible home court advantage in that Eastern Conference. I think the Brooklyn Nets are in a really good position to do the same. Both clubs are actually 4-1 and one in our last five. March 8th, 142-115 to 115 over Oklahoma. They were uh, insanely tough. Um, they were a tornado in Oklahoma City. Okay, too soon? I apologize. That's not funny. Uh, Bucks beat Atlanta, just like they did in the East Final, 124-115. Lost to Golden State. 122 in the new building. Chase, I believe, right? Uh, 122 to 109. <sighs> or whatever the heck it's called. The new arena. They beat Utah in Utah. Impressive win. I remember seeing that just the other night. I saw that one. That was good. Good, good, good game for the Bucks. 117 to 111. And Sacramento in Sacto. 135 to 126. They can kind of shut you down and they can blow you out as well. Minnesota finally beat the Bucks in Milwaukee for the first time since 1920. Which is awesome. Uh, 113 to 108. It's been a while. I forget what the exact day was, but it's really way back in the day. <laughs> the two clubs both lead the NBA in scoring. Number one offenses in the NBA. So final score of this one will be 135, 136. No, I'm kidding. Uh, averaging 115 a game. Both clubs. Bucks are second in rebounding, 11th in field goal percentage. Free throw, who cares? Uh, no, it's good. Both clubs are in the middle, 16th and 14th, respectfully. Carl Anthony Towns has brought the Wolves free throw percentage up. 14th now in the league. Bucks are 4th in the league in 3 point percentage of the Wolves 13th. Assists, blah, blah, blah. The Wolves do not protect the ball. 26th in the league. Yep, just like that Laker game. Bucks are 9th. Wolves have 8th in assists. Bucks only 19th. Assist to turnover ratio. Yep, Bucks of course slightly better. 10th and the Wolves 16th. Block shots. The Wolves are 3rd because of guys like Jared, uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels. But, uh... Yeah, <laughs> Jared Vanderbilt and Jade McDaniels, huh? Yeah, about that. Well, yeah, I hope they're going to be okay because we could use their help when the time comes, especially in the postseason. Yeah, we could use their help. Uh, steals per game, the Bucks are ninth. Wolves are fourth, again, because of guys like Patrick Beverly, McDaniels, and, of course, uh, Mr. Anthony Edwards, the ant himself. Saturday, the 19th of Marza, or Marzo, or whatever the word is. Let's just say March, in Target Center. I'm surprised how low scoring the last meeting was. 113-108, the two best offenses in the league. But I suppose maybe our offense has picked up since then. Uh, they weren't quite number one in the league at the time. Milwaukee is, how are they? Two games behind Miami for number one in the Eastern Conference, which wouldn't be that tough of a feat right now. Brooklyn is 10 games behind. They're almost 500. What the heck? What the heck is up with that? Yeah, I suppose James Harden, Tora, you know, it didn't help a whole lot over there, and neither did Ben Simmons, or, or and, and neither is Ben Simmons, I should say, right now. Um, give me a break. Um, I'm glad we didn't make that move and tear up the whole team. Kind of like the Wild with Jack Eichel. I'm glad we didn't do that either. Look at the Vegas Golden Knights. If you watch hockey, look at the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, they're not the same. Doesn't help when your goalie's hurt either, though, and you have no backup, basically. Um... This could be our first, uh, this could be the end of our, our winning streak, but maybe not. Uh, the Bucks have no injuries. 
And Giannis has been absolutely spectacular against Minnesota. Drew Holiday is a killer. He's an absolute killer. Love him to death. I loved him for years. Uh, Chris Middleton can be clutch at times. Drew Holiday, 41% from downtown. Bobby Portis, Bobby Portis, a really good role player, of course, who's actually averaging 15 points a game this year. Wow. Grayson Allen's averaging 11 with 40% from downtown. DeMarcus Cousins is on the Bucks, chasing another ring. Is he a year late? Ah, poor DeMarcus. Oh, oh, DeMarcus, I feel for you, man. I'm not kidding either when I say that. George Hill, guys like that. Greg Monroe played five games with Milwaukee. I wouldn't mind the Wolves bringing him back, frankly. It's still a possibility. The Wolves could bring in a, another big guy. Rodney Hood is alive, and he's on the Bucks. Rodney Hood has been has had like three ACLs in his career. Poor guy. Down to three points a game. Remember, he was considered a top prospect in the NBA years ago, coming out of Duke. But that was a long time ago. Um, I was very high on that guy, but just kept having terrible injuries, poor thing. Um, where do I go with this one? I don't know. I mean, the Wolves and Bucks history is not good for the Wolves. Obviously, this team is way different than it's been in the past, the Wolves. Um, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this one. I'm not overly confident in this game. Up and coming, you got Dallas and Phoenix. This could be really a tough week, actually. Hopefully, the Wolves can go two out of three. I ain't bad type of thing. I'm going to step out in faith and say the Wolves sweep the Bucks. I'm going to step out in faith because... This could be 0 for 3, and I, I, boy, that would be a huge, huge roller coaster ride in the wrong direction if that happened. I mean, Milwaukee in Target Center, da going to Dallas is always a headache, and then the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the league coming to Target Center next uh, Wednesday. Yes. Uh, oof. Ah, e. Ooh. So though, I'm going to step out in faith. The Wolves take care of business versus the Bucks. Final score: 126 to 120. Carl Anthony Towns leads the Timberwolves in scoring with 30-plus, and the Wolves emerge victorious versus a tough Milwaukee club who's been playing extremely well lately. Wolves then head to Dallas, Texas. Oh, boy, which has always been a headache of a matchup. I hate the Mavericks, damn it. 43-26, <laughs> they're pretty good. Luka Doncic is leading in every stat. 28.2 points scored, 9.3 rebounds, 8.6 assists. Porzingis is now on the Wizards, if I remember correctly weird trade that took place there. He's no longer with Dallas. Spencer Dinwiddie who was acquired from Washington is a dangerous guy at times. He's averaging 18 points a game. I'm still apologizing for making fun of his name years ago. Like, who the heck is Dinwiddie? And then he had that huge night against the Wolves in uh, Brooklyn at the time. Who the heck is Dinwiddie? Well, I, we found out, or I found out the hard way in that one. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been a really good role player for that club for, for a while. Jalen Brunson, obviously... Very solid, obviously. Won the national championship with uh, Villanova, Villanova Wildcats. That was awesome. Can Villanova do it again? I guess we'll find out. They might be out in the first round. You don't know. I mean, that's the NBA. <laughs> or, excuse me, that's the NCAA tournament. Uh, Dinwiddie is the number two scorer on the team now with Przingis out of the way and, and uh, Washington. Um, I can understand if people could, would complain about Przingis. I mean, with his height, 7.7 .7 rebounds? Dude, are you that soft? Come on, man. Donza shouldn't be leading them in rebounding. He's a guard. Yeah, he just shouldn't be. Come on, guys. Rebound the ball. But, oh well. Who, who cares? Hopefully they suck at everything in this game. And the Wolves win. Dallas is only, what are they, two and a half games ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves right now. Hopefully the Wolves can catch up. Tim Hardaway Jr. has a fractured left foot, so he will not be playing. 
That was in January, and then the NBA, you know, they don't come back. Dallas is 23rd in scoring, 26th in rebounds, so those are two major numbers the Wolves are ahead of the Mavericks, and hopefully they can take care of business there. Field goal percentage, 19th, three-point percentage, 21st. Wow, they don't, yeah. They have guys that can shoot, but a lot of guys that can't. They're third in protecting the ball, so they're very good about that. Assisted turnover, sixth in the league. Blocks and blocks 26th, steals 24th. The series is tied. Minnesota won 111-105, and then we went to Dallas and lost 114-102. I got a crappy feeling, man. It's just going to be a, it's going to be another one of those. Kind of a low-scoring, meh kind of game where there's a lot of missed shots. With no Brzingis, that's the one thing. Brzingis was the problem in the past. So Carl could go out for like a trillion here. Brzingis was the problem. As lazy, people didn't like Brzingis. They thought he was kind of a lazy dog out there. Uh, he's not there anymore, but he was always a headache for the Wolves and for Carl Anthony Towns. But Carl's having an MVP-ish type of season. Like, he may get MVP votes this year. He's certainly got to be on one of the All-NBA teams, right? First, second, or third. He's got to be. He's got to be. I would be just very disappointed if Carl doesn't at least make the third team this year. Um, boy, I don't like the matchup, though, historically. We play Dallas again. I think that we, we're going to split the series. So don't worry, there'll be wins coming, but i got a bad feeling this one's not going to happen. I think this series finishes 2-2, two to two, and this is one of the, this is the second loss, unfortunately. Dallas wins the game, but the Wolves' chances of winning are higher, again, with no Brzingis. That's the one hope where Carl could go out for 35-plus against this club, where obviously he's struggled against Dallas historically uh, because of Brzingis, anyway. Man, I don't know. Yeah, there was no Brzingis in that. They lost. That's interesting. Yeah, I think he had COVID or something. He had COVID in one of the games. That's in the Wolves. That was the first one. And that's when the Wolves um, had a bunch of COVID players as well. Yeah, a lot of players got COVID around that time. That was the first matchup when the Wolves beat them. Brzingis actually had COVID and kind of passed it on. At least I think that was what happened. Uh, but Dallas will win the game, unfortunately. 116 to 110. Dallas wins. Anthony Edwards with 28 points. No, D'Angelo Russell with 28 points, but the Wolves do not win the game. Then the Phoenix Suns come to town, the best club in the league, in the NBA. I'm going backwards here, and I apologize. Phoenix Suns 56 and 14, which is interesting. Or 40, yeah, yeah, 56 and 14. Yep, an incredible record. They're already very much in the playoffs with that many wins. Of course, the Wolves did beat Phoenix earlier this season, 99. Uh, no, no, we did not. We did not. I'm looking at it backwards. We almost beat Phoenix. 99-96, low-scoring effort. Wolves could not finish the job. And then 134-124, Phoenix beats the Wolves. Can the Wolves beat the Phoenix Suns? Can we shock the world to beat the Suns and at least uh, salvage a victory in this series? We'll see. Dallas, or excuse me, Phoenix is 4-1 and one in their last five. Phoenix beat the Heat. Phoenix beat the Heat. Yeah, that sounds funny. 111-90. That's pretty impressive. In Miami, by the way, but yeah, probably no butthead since he's uh, he's just like Anthony uh, Davis. He's out every ten seconds. Toronto Raptors one seventeen to one <laughs> one twelve. They lost. Phoenix lost to Toronto. They crushed the Lakers one forty to one one four one eleven. My God, New Orleans one thirty one one fifteen in the whatever they call that place. What's the nickname for it? I I don't know. In in uh, in the uh, the place, the place they call New Orleans. <laughs> There's a nickname for it that everybody says a hundred times a day, and I 
blanking now. And Phoenix beats Houston easily, 120 to 112. Chris Paul's former club, of course. Phoenix is fifth in scoring, seventh in rebounding, first in field goal percentage. Impressive. Fifth in three-point percentage, sixth in steals, 22nd in blocks. That's funny. Second in protecting the ball, sixth in turnovers overall. Uh, excuse me, second in assist to turnover, sixth in turnovers and not having turnovers anyway, and second in overall assists. The Suns should win this game, but I got a feeling the Wolves are going to put up a fantastic effort. Somebody's going to get 40 in this game for Minnesota. Somebody. It's going to be Carl or Anthony Edwards. I think it's going to be one of those two. Maybe it's Anthony Edwards. But don't be surprised if Carl has a huge night. I think they combined for 70 points. Carl and Anthony Edwards combined for 70 points in the game. One gets 40, one gets 30. Or upper 30s and low 30s, that type of thing. But they combine for 70 points in the game. And this thing goes to... I think it's going to go to overtime. It's going to go to overtime. Final score is going to be like 135 to 132, 133, something like that. Uh, and it's kind of like pick them. I want to say pick them. I think Phoenix freaking wins, though. Uh, I'll just go with that. I'll say Phoenix wins the game 135, 133 in overtime. And it will be a 70-point combination of Carl and Anthony Edwards. But the Wolves do not win, unfortunately. With that, we'll take a quick break and look at fan interaction right after this. Third and final segment of this episode, Fan Interaction, March the 18th, again, happy St. Patrick's Day, happy belated St. Patrick's Day. Anyway, I didn't even mention it on Brave the Wild yesterday, I feel so stupid. Gosh, I'm, I'm terrible. I want to thank Tanae and Levi Brown out of New Zealand for retweeting the show, Vince Germano out of Australia, thank you very much, and Benzo out of the Bronx, Benzo out of the Bronx for retweeting the most recent episode, thank you guys. Kill a Mosquito with an Axe, episode 329. This will be 330. 330 already. Tanae Brown, as mentioned, out of New Zealand, says Finch needs to start pulling Cat when he's got two fouls. He's not disciplined enough to not get a third. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I know it's worked out occasionally, but this is back-to-back games where he's pretty much done until the second half now. Yeah, because then, yeah, he's like, he's tired, he's, and then he gets frustrated, and he's a little out of control, and then all of a sudden he's got four or five fouls. Uh, Carl could have fouled out against the Spurs. Isn't that crazy? It could have happened, and imagine if it did. That would have been really frustrating. Uh, this must have been the Miami game. Must have been. Um, yep, I think it was. Yep, because today says the whole second half was a real playoff team performance. Yes, this is definitely Miami. I thought we were done going into halftime. Yeah, it was bad. The first half was bad. Miami was killing us. Tyler Hero got over 30 points. The oft-injured Tyler Hero, but I guess he's been a little healthier this year. And that's why Miami's a lot better than last season. Two years ago, Hero was a, like a rookie of the year type of guy. And the Heat went all the way to the finals with Jimmy Butthead. And then last year, Butthead was hurt, and Hero was hurt, and the Heat stunk. And this year, they're back being good. Uh, Tanae says, well, the Wolves love Miami. I think so, too. And I love those uniforms, by the way. Those are their city jerseys this year. Awesome. Good job, Miami Heat. Good job, Miami Heat. Tanae says, Orlando, however, completely different story about the Wolves loving the Heat. Something I must have responded. I said, it's crazy how that works. The far inferior team dominates us both times, and we do a heck of a job against a very good team twice. Yep, the Heat 
and the Orlando Magic. And I think that was awesome and amazing fourth quarter. Yeah, it really was. I loved that game. The Heat game was fun. Fun, fun game. Uh, and then, of course, there was that psychotic game against the Spurs, many uh, where Carl had the 60. And then today shares an old, old, old box score from back when I was a season ticket holder, February 9th, 1999, right after the lockout. Kevin Garnett, Stephon Marbury were still there. And this was back, yep, yeah, this was only the third game of the season, and I remember being very excited. We beat the Spurs. Because I believe, oh, yeah, well, this is, yeah, we actually lost to the Spurs in this uh, season. The Spurs actually went on to win the championship that year. We lost to the Spurs in the first round in four games. Three to one, I believe, was the series. Yeah, I remember a lot of Wolves fans were really pissed off when the Spurs went up two to one, the way they smacked us around. But this was not that. This is obviously just the third game of the uh, regular season that year, again, because of the lockout. And Marbury was still here. Hopes were still high. It's like, maybe this is the Western Conference Finals. Wolves Spurs. I wish. And they had that awesome logo still back then. I believe their uniforms were already boring and crappy, but they still had the cool logo. They had taken the colors off of the, the uniforms already by then, if I remember correctly. Maybe not, though. This is back in the day when they had those colors on the season. Oh, I love those colors with the Spurs. Before they got boring. Years later, a more boring logo. Uh, final score was 74-70. to 70. Extremely low scoring. Um, I want to look at the stats. Uh... Is Jake's graph says inflation is real. Oh, it is. <laughs> 74 to 70. Wolves win. Today says, geez, how about this? The league has changed so much in two decades. And yes, it has. Um, I don't want to see the games. I want to see the box score. You probably can't even get it, though. That's just a graphic. Yeah, shoot. That's just a graphic. I could probably look it up if I really wanted to. But we'll, we'll get back to that maybe sometime. Uh, and that's it for... The, uh, that's it for... Twitter. Maybe give me a second here. And I did pull up the box score. I figure, why? Why not? Why be lazy about it? Uh, yep, Avery Johnson. <laughs> David Johnson at 12 points. He had 10 assists. Wow. Yeah, man, that guy was a pest. David Robinson was like a super good number two guy at that stage. 16 points, 11 rebounds. I remember the year before. God, Tim Duncan, or David Robinson killed us in that game. Uh, it was like a year before. Kevin Garnett, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Devin Murray, 12 points. Five assists, blah, blah, blah. Joe Smith, yep, he was a new acquisition. 9.7 rebounds. That sounds about Joe Smith right there. Malik Seeley led the Wolves in scoring. God rest his soul with 16 points and 6 rebounds. Mm. Oh, I miss these guys. Sam Mitchell, yep. <laughs> yeah, man, great name. Bill Curley. Yeah, Bill Curley had a couple of points down the stretch. I think I remember that was that game. Yep, he was finally back and healthy. After he'd missed like two years with like a stress fracture in his foot or something weird like that. And he ended up just being a mediocre, like bottom of the bench kind of guy anyway. Um, Chris Carr, yeah, very mediocre guy who couldn't guard anybody. It was just a low, very low scoring game. Uh, e even in those days, that was actually pretty low scoring though. It's just funny. Uh, let's go to the Facebook page. Okay, again, the, the Twitter account, which I really didn't even mention, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX, that'll be in the show description, of course. As will the Vigit application. Oh, almost dropped everything here. Vigit, V-I-G-I-T. I, I kind of hinted to that earlier when I talked about the NCAA tournament. It is an app on both Android and Apple devices, as I'm sure you would guess. <laughs> V-I-G-I-T. You can use it as, yeah, there's social media for sports bettors. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best 
Sports better is over the course of a month. Free to play sportsbook, bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There's great information available on the Vigit Lightline movement where the public is betting. Again, this is not real money wagering. It is like fantasy betting. And crypto.com. Get that app as well. If you want to trade cryptocurrency, use the link in the show description. It will show that I referred you. It'll help this show and put $25 in your account. Cryptocurrency, there is no guarantee of anybody making money. It's always a risk, but it can be a lot of fun. It can be, a, it can be profitable, very much so. Of course, there is no guarantee to anything in this world. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion as we head to the end here. Um, yep, I showed the individual numbers here, the box score, and took a circle to the uh, 60-17 three assist with my Note 10 in the background. So I, I kept my Note 10 for purposes like that where I could circle stuff. I could still uh, use the classic device here now because it's no longer a phone. It's like a you know, it's like an iPod type device now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it still has very much of use because of that. I could circle box scores and such. Um, Denny Brown says, uh, excuse me, Levi Brown says, crazy individual performance, as is the overall score. Yep, 149 to 139. Yep, like that's 74 to 70 final score. It's literally like half. I mean, that's just crazy. Half. <laughs> How does that even happen? How does it change that much? Uh, and then they show Carl Anthony Towns with a 60, kind of like uh, Will Chamberlain with the 100 point written on a piece of paper way, 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 way back in the day. I believe in the, uh, the early 1960s when he was with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers 100-point game, which a number which will probably never be beaten. Probably not. I couldn't even do it in the video game years ago. I, I tried. I got into, like, upper 80s or something. Didn't happen. It was Eddie Jones, though. He's not that good. Back then, I just loved Eddie Jones. And, I don't know, And he got, he got red hot in the game. That was why, too. Um, that should do it, though, I guess, for the fan interaction segment. Thank you guys very much. Really appreciate it. Tanae and Levi Brown out of New Zealand. Great interactions. I, I miss Vince Germano, but he's been busy as you-know-what, and I can relate to that. Um, yeah, Vince wasn't even on the last Courtside podcast. Um, it was just uh, Stu and Wayne Hunter. Did a great job, by the way. Again, <laughs> highly recommend the Courtside podcast. Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson. Wayne Hunt is a Memphis fan. Memphis Grizzlies, like I mentioned. He's the alpha dog of the show, the creator, the engineer of the show, <laughs> the producer, all that good stuff. Stu Benson and Vince Germano, Los Angeles Lakers fans, and I'm sure they're extremely frustrated with the way this season has progressed. With a team like that, with those ex expectations, I can't even imagine the frustration. Oh, wait, yes, I can. Teams like the Minnesota Vikings and re-signing Kirk Cousins. For what reason? I just do not understand. What are they doing? We'll talk about that in Purple Mafia. I don't know if I'll do a show this weekend or next week or something, but... Maybe this weekend, I think, if you care about the Minnesota Vikings, some of you. I know Tanae, Vince, Germano do, and some others locally might care about them. I, I think they do. Well, well, local listeners but if, uh, that are basketball and football fans. It's crazy how many people here actually think that was a good move. But there's another group that thinks it's absolutely stupid. And I'm pretty sure Tanae is in that group that thinks it's stupid. What, what are they doing? You know. So we'll get back to that. Um, please do... Write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion, if you could, in the uh, Apple Podcast app. Uh, Stitcher, you can do it. Uh, Audible, you can do it. And then Spotify, you can do a star rating. I don't think there's a review, but star rating. So at least you rate it, which really helps. 
write it. I, I, I write him. I write him. That usually means in Australia, like, it's, it's really good. You know, you really like him. You like somebody when you rate him. <laughs> I rate Anthony Edwards. I rate Carl Anthony Towns, right? <laughs> They're doing great. Um, also, final thing, please call into the show if you could. You can do that via any of your smart devices on the planet. Open the free voice recording application on any Android, Apple, or whatever. You can even do it on your laptop, I'm sure. Like record a soundbite or, you know, like uh, obviously pre- treat it like a phone call. Save it and then share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. That will be in the show description. I will then convert the file into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z dot com. That's where you can convert files as well. So giving them a free plug as they give this show a free service by being able to do that. Really missed hearing your guys' voices today. Fantastic. Vince, Wayne Hunt. Wayne Hunt's had some great, uh, great comments on the show in the past. Love when he's down there. Stu Benton's had some really good ones. Missed you guys. I understand you're busy, though. I am too, but I'm still doing the show because I'm a crazy lunatic. And I, I at least I have free time in the morning to do so at times. So that's a good part. And I'm able to set aside time on Friday mornings for this. Uh, God bless all of you. Hope you have a wonderful week. And hopefully the Timberwolves can get out of this with a winning record. Wouldn't that be nice? A winning week versus these teams? Now we're for real.